0: What's up guys artists version one here and welcome back to another edition of the three-way dance wrestling podcast And I think we're gonna be doing some wrestling for a while seeing how well our movie episode did but joining me as always is Shelby aka Shubs <laughs> Hi Do I even want to know it's my new ringtone and joining me, as always, is he's sorry, he's just thinking of the right words to say, Nick.
1: I'm going to hate myself for not fucking figuring out what this lyric is. What's up, everybody? Fuck's sake. I'm saves.
0: sorry, I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know that. I I the you know.
1: plan them to be. And I get to walk away, I'll make you promise me, I promise you, I promise you, I will. Fuck! I know, fuck! How Damn it all! How did I not
0: get that? I'll fucking... Because
1: uh. you suck, that's why! Depends what you're talking about when it comes to sucking, I guess.
0: Giggity.
1: Mm. Yeah. All right, you gotta we gotta suck, sp-
2: do you want to be? <laughs>
0: Uh, we that's got us a
1: different th- podcast
0: <laughs> We're next week on our new podcast Fuck What Talk. kind of suck do you want to be? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's the name of it What kind <laughs> of suck do you want to be? Uh, or do you want to <laughs> receive today? Yeah. We got a show for you here tonight We are doing a retro pay-per-view review That I fucking hate More than anything now I know now I know how Nick and Shelby felt When we sat down and watched Wow Unleashed um, possibly, maybe even Backyard Dogs. Nah, it's kind uh, of a
2: different thing, but
0: yeah. Um, but we're going to be reviewing our first ever TNA retro pay per view review that being Lockdown 2008. 2008. Oh, Jesus. Um, and we're going to be debuting a new game here, kind of a take on the Name the Event game that we had a few weeks back or a couple months back, I should say. Yeah. Right? Um, also, of course, it came from eBay. The three-word dance, uh, and of course, before we get to all that, we got to talk about some news, and we have a few more news topics than usual. So let's start with let's start with this, with the draft that just happened. Well, you know what? Let's start with the draft. Okay, let's just uh, kind of just go over the draft a little bit here. Um, the draft just happened. They split the rosters, uh, put some new people on the roster, called up some NXT people. Uh, any any thoughts on, you know, where people ended up, good or good or bad?
1: I don't really I, even. of this is what's up my ass.
0: All right, then um, <laughs> Yeah. So then I'll go to the other first thing I was going to start with. That being, there is talk in WWE of going back to Raw and SmackDown only pay-per-views.
1: Yeah. <sighs>
3: Um, yeah. The only issue I
1: have with that is the way the rosters have ended up. I'm not sure SmackDown could necessarily draw enough to live events or pay-per-view versus what Raw could. So I don't think in the long run it it would be a good idea uh, to do so.
2: Yeah, I mean, remember... When they uh, got rid of them the last time, I think it was Backlash was, like, the first one. And they did that fucking stupid song, the best of both
0: worlds song. That was a great song. That was fucking horrid. <laughs> oh, my God. I have that on my, my fucking Apple Music, man. That's oh, great. it was so cringe.
2: I uh, must have blocked that out of my memory because I don't know what the fuck that is. It was, like, 2018 when they fucking decided to, like, because the... Uh, brand-only pay-per-views were, like, tanking. They decided, oh, shit, I guess we gotta, like, fucking just put everybody on the shows instead, so it was fucking hilarious, but, um, I mean, it didn't work last time. It kind of worked in, like, the early 2000s when they did it the first time. I don't see it working, and it creates too many pay-per-views. I mean, if they do that, right, every single episode we do is going to be a fucking pay-per-view review, and I don't mind that, but I'd rather watch some older shit <laughs> than, like,
0: the new stuff. Huh. Okay. Um, moving over to AEW. Uh, Roderick Strong surprised uh, us and a few people at WWE, on top of all that, when he debuted for AEW last week, joining his uh, buddy... Uh, Adam Cole uh with a little mini uh, uh undisputed era uh reunion there because Kyle O'Reilly's still out with neck fusion surgery or something yeah something, some kind of yeah. neck surgery yeah and uh you know Bobby fish just you know took his magical bridge burning lighter and burned every bridge possible um, you know so uh thoughts on uh, Roderick strong and aew
1: what do you I think? I
2: just hope Chelsea? he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Oh, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And here's the thing the Undisputed Era reunion didn't work the first time in AEW. Don't try and do with Cole and Roderick Strong. If you're going to really do anything with them, have Roddy screw, Jer- or sh- screw Jericho. Screw uh, Adam Cole <coughs> <laughs> when he has the match with Jericho and make it into a feud. And then just. Be done with it from there. Well, but I can't me, fair, see.
0: Let, let me
1: throw you, a list out there.
0: To be fair, it was working the first time. It was just either A, Adam Cole got hurt, and B, Bobby Fish. You know, you said Bridger. I don't think it finals. was working.
2: They were not me, as impressive let as let they me were throw in out the first there, round. Dick.
1: Hold on a minute. There's talk that AEW Collision, the new Saturday show, which will feature CM Punk, how it's going to be a brand split. They're already saying that on Dynamite it's going to be the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club as the anchors of that brand. What if, if this actually happens, we have Collision, and your anchors of said brand are CM Punk,
2: FTR, Adam Cole, Bebe, and Roger Straugh. I don't think Adam Cole is going to leave his buddies.
1: You, 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 you can shift Kyle O'Reilly in there. You can shift whoever if he in there. comes back
2: i don't know oh. it's just it, it it's it's done it's been it's been done for a long time it's like ecw you know they you know, try but to bring it, it, back it wouldn't how many have been times done, done if they
1: had gone with undisputed crimes
2: <laughs> Fuck off with your undisputed <laughs> grimes. you might as well have the name now i mean there's nobody there anyway
1: <laughs> just no, hit crimes like hit hit i said the other day that would be even more roll on the same brand give me hit grimes
2: That'd be even more strange. Camera is nice just, just
1: rapping. Camera is just rapping.
0: I'm gonna take Hit Row straight to the moon. Um, speaking of AEW, you know this 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 fucking news story just—I was reading the article and I had to stop reading it because of just how inane it was. Uh, hope, uh, maybe you guys have heard about it, but um. Uh, There was a segment on AEW where uh, Jericho was attacking Adam Cole. Um, and, of course, we all know Adam Cole is dating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. So DMD runs out. And it was a setup for the outcast, Soraya, Tony Storm, Ruby Riot, or Soho, whatever. To attack her. Well, in that attack, she ended up getting a black eye. <laughs>
3: I know where you're going with this. Yeah.
0: So uh they use that to put Britt Baker's, you know, black eye on a t-shirt. And apparently this t-shirt is getting some heat with you know normies, I should say. <laughs> right. And the, the thing that's bothering me, I was reading this article and it was just like, you know, the Britt Baker t-shirt is causing some commotion. Da, 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 da. And it was like, here's what one person had to say. And it was just like, I don't like that AEW is supporting domestic violence. That's where I was done reading the article. Because I was just like, oh, how the fuck, fuck is it supporting domestic violence?
1: Here's the what thing.
2: Are,
0: what are you guys' thoughts on this?
1: Here's the it's thing. ridiculous. Right? It's a t-shirt. t-shirt.
2: You're walking down the street. You're walking down the street and you see a guy with a picture on his shirt of a woman with a black eye looking like she's about to cry, what the fuck are you going to think? Like, why did they put this shirt out?
0: Okay, but <laughs> hypothetically, okay? okay. Let's, say I do, uh, let's say I am dating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and I do punch her in the face and give her a black eye just for shiggles. How dumb would I have to be to put that on a T-shirt and go out in public with it? There
2: are some very dumb, very stupid very fucked up people in this world i just i don't see like who's gonna buy this shirt do you really want to wear a picture or a shirt that has a picture of a girl with a black eye
0: i mean do i think it's a fucking tasteful t-shirt probably not do i think it's a shirt that uh, like promotes domestic violence fuck no
2: i don't know i think you're i think you're grasping at straws at this at that point it just it really does not put a good image out there because most people aren't going to fucking know who the hell that is, and they're not going to understand what that T-shirt is all about.
0: I mean, if I see that T-shirt, I'm just going to be like, great, somebody's girlfriend doesn't know how to listen. (laughs) Oh. (laughs)
2: We do not joke about that. (laughs) See?
0: Fuck. I... No, but in all seriousness, um, no, but, like, when I read that article, they are just like, I don't like that they're promoting domestic violence. I was like, I, I, that just fucking just triggered me so much, because I'm just like, nowhere on the shirt does it say, like, I was hit at home. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Nowhere on there does it promote that. Nowhere on there does it say that this woman was hit at home. It was a domestic violence a fucking, Yeah, obviously
2: not, that's not what they're
0: I did not listen to my boyfriend I did not take out the garbage You know, none of that shit's on this t-shirt
2: Obviously you know? they did not um, Make it for that intent And from what I heard uh, uh, It was supposed to be like Soraya and them were fucking uh, yeah. Making this shirt Yeah, but um, It just, again like where Where would you wear this shirt? Why would you wear this shirt? Who's gonna buy it? Like, I mean,
0: the only place that's acceptable to wear this t-shirt is a Walmart.
2: Why? you know, it's people Walmart, wear, dude. Yeah,
0: people wear wear shit at Walmart. I've seen I worse at Walmart.
2: I don't think it's acceptable to wear it anywhere, but um, it just it doesn't promote a good image. And what are so like? What if a little kid sees it? What are they gonna fucking think? Because they have no fucking idea.
0: They're gonna right. great. They're gonna think great. That bitch doesn't know how to listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? I.
1: It's probably not the best thing to release on a shirt but anybody who's a fan of AEW is gonna know what it is. So I'm kind of just like, well, it is. It is what it is. I guess. I.
2: I, I just—I like can't this. see why they thought this was a good idea. <laughs> I really can't see why.
0: And you look but at you know, all of the. the thing, here's the thing, though: bloody Britt Baker on a T-shirt, a okay, but not black eye Britt Baker. Well, she's wearing wrestling gear in a wrestling ring.
2: This one, it looks like she just fucking went up to the mirror after her husband beat the shit out of her and took a fucking selfie for proof later.
0: I, I think that's there's a, a
2: difference. Thing. No, Uh, no,
0: because the bloody Britt Baker one, they don't show the wrestling ring, to be fair. The wrestling gear, yes.
2: Okay, so, I mean, fair. But still, for the most part, if you see, like, because there's obviously been, I mean, especially, I imagine, if you look at CCW and shit, there's been a lot of, like, shirts with dudes that are bloody, or probably women that are bloody, too, right? But generally speaking, you could tell that this person is a professional wrestler, and I'm not, like, advocating for those shirts um, but I'm just saying like I think there is a bit of a difference when it comes to that. Why am I getting a call from British Columbia? What the fuck? All right,
1: probably a scam.
2: Yeah, more than likely. wouldn't be the first one I fell for in the past month. Oof. <laughs> Anyways, back to the shirt. I just don't get it. I really don't.
0: I just I just don't like that people are just like it's about domestic violence or it's just like no. Like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, like, why would that be your first jump? Like, I just, again, if I punch my girlfriend in the face, I'm not going to be dumb enough to be like, oh, yeah, I gave that bitch a black eye. Let me put that shit on a T-shirt. t-shirt. I'm gonna There go out. are dudes out there who I think would be, but I, I don't think there are. I mean, are there guys out there who, for some reason, beat their girlfriends and wives? Yes. Why? I don't know. But I don't think, I don't think even the, the heartless of bastards that are just like, yeah, I beat my wife. Now I'm going to put it on a T-shirt.
2: I'm sure there's guys that got tattoos of it to be honest with you but um I just I don't see the point in the shirt cuz why would you want to wear that shirt? And if you're not going to wear the shirt then why would you want to sell the shirt? I don't know. It doesn't make sense.
1: I yeah, I don't know. All right. There's a lot of things AEW does that don't
2: make <laughs> sense. Yeah, it at doesn't all. make but, sense. Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: I mean, the shirt made, you know, a hell of an impact. Hey, speaking of impact, um, <laughs> impact has a new person on their roster. and it was oh, actually fuck. It is actually somebody who walked out of WWE. No, not Sasha Banks, but it is actually Trinity. Trinity joined the ranks of Impact, which I didn't have that one on my bingo card. Thoughts on Trinity I, joined Impact?
1: I could give a fuck less.
0: All right, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um coming in Oh, okay, here's a good one I want to talk about or hear you guys' thoughts on, but Chavo Guerrero in the news. He has come out and kind of, like, uh, lost his shit a little bit. He is tired of WWE slash Rey Mysterio quote-unquote prostituting (laughs) the name of Eddie Guerrero, and his quote was just like, I'm sorry that nobody knows who Rey Mysterio Sr. is, uh, but, you know, essentially just, you know, why stop using the Eddie Guerrero name because nobody knows who your family is. <laughs> that was essentially his quote.
2: <laughs> Thoughts? So I heard this is a bit of a work. Yeah, it was a work because he it came out after saying little, it was a work. does ring a little true because, I mean, think about it. Since Eddie Guerrero died, how many times has Rey Mysterio mentioned his name? God gave like, every, every anytime game. Mysterio needs to be relevant. Yeah. <laughs> which is all the time. Anytime that like he feels like I don't know. It just it's like every fucking promo or at least once a month he's fucking mentioning it, right? So I mean there's that and I can't remember where else I was going with this, but um it is just a great heel thing for fucking Chavo to do as well. Yeah I
0: didn't know it was a work. When did it become a work? Uh it was I when I Chavo first saw the report
2: tweeted about it. Yeah, he tweeted about it afterwards, saying that it was work.
0: Oh, damn, that sucks.
2: Yeah, he said I still got it or something like that and laughed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, damn. <laughs> I thought it was real shit. But I mean, like, and
2: here's the other thing too, right? I mean, everybody knows that Eddie and Benoit were always great friends, and I'm not going to say that Eddie and Ray weren't, but were Eddie and Ray as close as like Ray always says that they were? I think so. Yeah, I don't yeah, know because. Like, I've always heard that Eddie and Benoit were really close, and when fucking Eddie died, Benoit was, like, fucking distraught, right? Because I think they both kind of were, like, a little outcasty, kind of, in a way. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a great fucking—I thought people losing their shit on it was even better. (laughs) But it's true. He fucking uses his name all the time. True. Yeah. But I just love that, like— He won the world title because Eddie died. Let's be honest.
0: I know, I did find that weird, how like they're just like, oh, Eddie died, Ray. Ray, we're so sorry, here's a world title. They're like, fuck off, Chavo!
2: Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna put you in a match against Triple H, and then you're gonna lose. You get
0: nothing, (laughs) Chavo, but Ray, we're so sorry.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ray was, I think Ray was the better uh, wrestler in general. Like, Chavo's good and everything, but I don't think he, like, I don't think he was, I don't know. Different, different kind of kind of wrestler, I suppose.
0: Um, Next up here... Oh, I only got two stories left to run. Oh, yeah. Uh, So then we'll go with... We'll go with this. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. We mentioned this a few weeks ago, uh, where they only had about three episodes uh, listed that they were doing. They released the entire 10-episode season of all the uh, episodes they are doing. Uh, Of course, they mentioned... Um, Chris Candino and Tammy Sitch, Abdullah Busher. um, huh. Bam Bam Bigelow. But now they've also added the Graham family. Uh, Bash at the Beach 2000, which that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Uh, what else have they added? Um, I should have wrote them down. That probably would have helped. Oh, let me rock a wiki real quick. Unless somebody else gets to it before me. Dark side of the room. Season four. There we go. All right. So the episodes are. Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch like mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, damn it. Hold on. That damn thing ain't showing me. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm uh, not sure. It's like, please answer this question. All right. There we go. Adrian Adonis. Adorable Adrian Ooh. Adonis. Yep. Doink the Clown. The original Doink the Clown, I assume. Matt Bourne. Yeah. Junkyard Dog, which was previously mentioned. Marty Denny, mm-hmm. which was previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow. Abdullah the Butcher. WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. And the Grand Fantasy. Those are the episodes that are now. Oh, and Magnum T.A. What was the second last one you said there? Uh, Bash at the Beach 2000.
2: No, after that. Sorry.
0: Uh, the Graham family. Oh,
2: the Graham family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. So those are the episodes of our beloved Dark Side of the Ring. Um, Any other episodes y'all are looking forward to?
1: can't say that there's any I'm looking forward to more over the other one, but I'm really looking forward to the season overall.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. um, Magnum TA, I think it'd be a highlight. Uh, The Graham brothers or the Graham family rather will be a good one. Bash at the beach. I get it. Um, But I just think there's so much out there about it that, I don't know, and it's kind of the same thing we said about the screw job. I don't know how much like new information we're really going to get out of it, but we'll see.
0: I'm kind of curious about the Bam Bam episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll I'm be good
2: one too. With, yeah, and um, I think Abdullah will be good too. Even if you don't like Abdullah, I think he had an interesting career between like the time he spent in Puerto Rico and Japan, and all the crazy riots he he was like a part of and just I don't know if they're gonna get into Bruiser Brody at all, but I guess they already did Bruiser Brody, so there's no real point in getting into it. But
0: oh so they're gonna show me how we can't wrestle in different countries? Sweet. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um and I just had it. I was just looking at it. That junk oh yeah the Marty Gennetti one which we hear is insane.
2: Uh Junkair Dog will be good too because like he totally changed when he went to the WWF. Really? Yeah, like, he used to be very fit. He was never really a good worker, but, like, because of the fans and the, the fan base they had in Mid-South, he was, like, over as all hell, which I think is why Vince McMahon really picked him up, right? But then when he got to the WWF, I don't know if it was Jake or who it was, um, but he got introduced to Coke, and that was, like, pretty much it for Junk Dog. That's why he got fat. Oh. Got into drugs.
0: Uh, I thought you meant like he was like a sheep herder type of guy. Like he was like hardcore and then like. No, no, no,
2: no, no, he was just, he was like, he wasn't, he wasn't a family character in in Mid-South by any means, but he was just more aggressive and just more over and, and he never got to that fame again, which is sad.
0: Yeah. All right. And the final thing I want to talk here is uh, a couple weeks ago triple h unveiled a brand new world heavyweight title brand new look and everything thoughts on the look of it i don't mind it it. looks awful (laughs) i actually don't mind it um
1: it could be a lot worse yeah Um, But I I will say, you know, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. It looks more like something you would want to win than the big W.
0: I don't know. I think the big W looks like, looks better than this. I mean, the one that Triple H on mail looks like something that you would make in 2K.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because that, they have to put not in a positive way. They have to put that stupid fucking W on the center still. And it's like, it's silver instead of gold. And it just, it's so off-putting the way that it's centered on there. It's just, oh, I don't know.
0: They could have made that W smaller.
2: They definitely could have. They could have put it like smaller and higher up.
0: It's like they said, okay, take the old world heavyweight title and make that W like brawn breakers breaking through it.
2: <laughs> just make the old world title and just put a big W on the center of it. That's branding. <laughs> But it could be worse. You're right about that. It could be worse.
0: It could have the fucking title just could have been the the letter W, just on a red belt for RAW. Uh, yeah. Or like no, <laughs> like it's like, it's like the W, but just like without like the leather strap, just tied to two strings. You know. <laughs> so it's more like a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like the look. When I saw it, I was like, oh no. Yeah. No. I was live, I think, on YouTube when I saw it. I was just like, oh, no. No, 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 no. What are we going to do with this? I sent it to you guys right away when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, no. All right, so that was the news this week. We are going to move on to our games we like to play here. It came from eBay and the three-word dance. It would probably help if I had my eBay notebook. There we go. Nah. <laughs> oh, there's the bell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have so much shit over here. Uh, now I'm going to get my score pad. If I can find it. Oh, it's already on the score. Hey, what do you know? All right. So the way it came from eBay works for all one new listener here. Um, I give these guys three different wrestling-related items that I find on eBay. And they have to figure out which one is the most expensive of the three. So here we go. The first one being WWE Black, Green, and Red Poker Chips. These are a set of 100 poker chips. They have the WWE logo on them. Or is it... Okay. Or is it the 1997 Vintage WCW Nitro Belt Buckle Playset? That features Hulk Hogan and Sting. This is a actual belt buckle set. You can actually wear it on your belt, but when you open the belt buckle, there's like an actual play set inside with a little tiny Hogan and Sting. You can play like this. Listen- yep. Or is it the Da-da-da-da. let's go with uh which one here? Let's go with the 1998 Ralph Marlin. That's right. Marlin, not Loren. The Ralph Marlin Sable Necktie. It is a necktie that features Shelby's favorite wrestler, Sable, on the necktie there. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay?
1: The uh, the play set. Play set.
2: I'm going to be different here and go with the necktie.
0: No points. Really? You were actually looking for the poker chips, which are going for the price of $60.
2: How many poker chips was there?
0: 100.
2: Oh, okay. I missed that.
0: Yeah. All right, your next three are... It is Santa with muscles on laser disc. This is a... Yeah, this is a Hulk Hogan movie where he actually plays Santa, but he has muscles.
2: Isn't that the one that you always wanted us to review, Nick?
0: No, fucking Three
2: Ninjas. No, oh, Three Ninjas dead. high
1: noon in the Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is it.
2: Santa
1: Are with muscles. Muffled, muscles? Of space. On, space on on
0: laser disc, or is it the WCW Nitro Grill Can Koozie? This is mm-hmm. a cancuzzi that features the Nitro Grill logo that, of course, was uh, a restaurant featured inside the Excalibur Casino and Hotel. Or is it the Go Funk Yourself XPWT shirt size XXL? Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay?
1: The t shirt.
2: Santa with Muscles uh, disc.
0: Points. Shelby. Ah. Damn it. The Santa and Muscle oh. Laser Disc, which I didn't even know they put this movie on laser disc, <clears throat> is going for the price of $79.99. Wow. Yep. Alright, and your last three here. Uh let's go with All right. Is it the 1985 Rock and Wrestling Battle of the Bands children's book? This is a children's book that was based on the Hulk Hogan animated show. Um, This also comes with stickers. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Or is it the 1985 Hulk Hogan workout cassette tape? This is a full length cassette tape that has a workout. Uh, With Hulk Hogan guiding you the whole way. Or is it. Let's go with. Yeah, let's go with the Thunder in Paradise, which was a TV show starring Hulk Hogan. The Thunder in Paradise TV soundtrack. And on top of all that, the soundtrack comes with a poster. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Thunder and Paradise soundtrack. Uh,
2: uh, Battle of the Bands Children's Book.
0: See, I would have thought that you see, if I were playing this game, I would have thought that too, Nick, but Shelby, point. Because <laughs> <me. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that book is actually going for the price of $99.
2: That's too expensive.
0: <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now we're gonna move on to our other game we like to play here, the three-word dance. Uh, where we give each other We're supposed to give each other three words That relate to a wrestler Let's see if we can make the connection uh, So I'm still going through my backlog here So let me see what my first one is Um, The only bad thing was my backlog I don't have a lot of bullshit on <laughs> Okay Your first one is Pretty Oh wait, No, no, no. Hold on. I think I, I don't remember why I wrote the second word, which I hate <laughs> when that happens. <sighs> okay, all well, right. We'll go to a different one. Your three words are domicile, Negro, leader.
4: Um, Sinkara. no hint. Um, talk. All right. Um, your hint being. Oh, fuck. What can I say? Current champion.
5: Hmm.
1: Malachi Black. Damn it. Ah. Domicile, another
0: word for home. Negro is Spanish for Black. Leader, he's the leader of... House of Black. Ah. That was
1: a completely fucking random guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here all like, "What in the fuck are you talking about?"
2: <laughs> that was uh, that was a good one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, my first three. I think mine are gonna go pretty easy tonight. Chain, money,
3: glory. Don't seem. Nope. Dusty Roads.
2: Nope. Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode is correct. Off the chain, money is no more. Okay. And glorious.
1: Oh. Yeah, uh, sure, next sure, three. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
3: no worries. Uh, next three.
1: Mine. <coughs> mine? Cor- yeah, mine. Correspondent. SmackDown. Funaki. Nope. Oh.
4: Correspondent. Mind correspondent. Smackdown. Uh, uh, Howard Finkel. No. Nope. Jonathan Coachman. No. Nope.
1: Michael Cole. There you go. The Coal Mine, War Correspondent. Oh, mine! I wrote yeah, down I was M-I- a little confused mine.
0: too. <laughs> I wrote down M-I-N-D. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Oops. I did too. No, that
1: was Mine. So Mine Correspondent, The War Correspondent, The Coal Mine, Smackdown, where he's been head commentator for most of his career. Yeah. <laughs> um. All
0: right, my
4: next three here. Let's go with. Uh... Okay. Your three words are only red, queen. Charles Anna Basler, no and no. Mandy Rose, no. Fabulous Moolah,
3: no.
1: Santina Morella,
3: no. Charmel?
0: no. Sonny? no. Sable, no. Trish, no. Lita, no. Stacy, no.
1: Stacy Carter,
3: no. Jesse Carter.
1: No and no. Roxy Laveau. No.
4: And
0: Alice Black.
1: Julia Hart. No. Zelena.
0: There you go. Ah. Only <coughs> she was fired for doing OnlyFans. Red, she had the red in her hair for a bit. Queen, Queen, Zelina. I thought it
2: was Twitch. She was fired for.
3: Oh, I heard, way.
0: I heard OnlyFans. Same mm. difference,
3: basically.
2: Well, not really.
3: <laughs>
2: no, Only fans it either, because is. It's porn, it's which third is third like party content. Movies. Yeah, there's a difference, though.
1: No, but it's still third party content, which is what it's stipulated
2: uh, as. I guess.
1: OnlyFans isn't porn. If you think OnlyFans is porn, then you should probably check out it, your definition of porn, there, pal.
2: It mostly is.
1: Hmm. It's not even the softest of softcore sometimes.
2: I haven't seen anything that isn't, but anyways. Okay. Uh, my next three. Big. Great. Jobber. BG James. BG James is correct. Fuck.
1: All right, my last three. Make. Stink.
2: Joey Janela.
1: No. Nope. Okay. Oh.
3: What was the last one?
1: Make, Stink, and print. Finn Balor? No. Uh, Rikishi? Make a difference. Fatu, Stinkface, Prince, Alofa, Rikishi. That's correct. Gotcha.
0: All right. My last one. Yeah, y'all might get this one. Your three words are rob, dominoes, death.
4: Rob, dominoes, death. Hmm. Yeah. Rob Domino's death. Rob Domino's in death. Fuck! I have no clue. Hint. Oh, your hint being.
0: Dark side of the ring.
3: Jake Roberts,
1: no. Owen Hart,
4: no. Herb (coughs) Abrams, no. Brian Pillman, no. Bruiser uh, Brody. No. New Jack. No. Dynamite Kid. No. Don Morocco.
1: No. Jimmy Snuka.
4: No. The fuck Chris the
1: Benoit. Lois. No. Nancy Benoit.
4: No. Bam Bam Go.
0: Rob Nope Rob Nope Rob Domino's Death
3: oh, What the fuck is his name? I can picture his face Can't picture the name
1: Well I'll leave that to you then Cause I fucking have nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh fuck! I hate it when that
3: happens. Uh, fuck. You know,
2: I, Dino I, Bravo. I,
1: no.
3: Dino Hernandez.
1: No. Rob Domino's dead. Randy Savage. No. Elizabeth. No. Big Boss Man.
3: No. no. no listen, China.
1: No. Luna Bashan. No. John Carrot Dog. No. Ah, uh, still uh, Yeah, we got nothing. Fuck it.
2: Yeah, fuck it. I'm giving this one to you.
0: Nick Gage. Ah,
2: Fuck. I didn't watch that episode.
0: Rob. Domino's Pizza. pizza. Rob the Bank. Rob the Bank, the Domino's ad on AEW and death. He does the MDK murder death kill.
2: Ah, I was thinking death matches in general.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that could work, too.
2: Yeah. All right, my last three. Maple. Windsor, Muscle. Petey Williams. Petey Williams. Petey Williams is correct.
1: My last three. Commentator. Dom West. Sing.
4: <laughs> Day. Aiden
0: English? Fuck.
1: Ah, saw right through that. That was good. I
0: don't have to explain that one. No all right those were our games or main games i should say we like to play here and now we move on to our one of our newest segments we have here and that is we like to find out what bothers nick because nick has become a very bitter person on this podcast and lately there's been something up his ass so nick
1: what's what's up your ass the whole bullshit behind the wwe draft and the free agency If people can (laughs) negotiate their own contracts to be on free agency, then why doesn't the entire roster just be like, oh, I'm going to negotiate that I'm a free agent, pal?
0: Well, like some of the
1: names names that are free agents are
2: ridiculous.
1: The only one that should have been a free agent after this draft, and I don't count Brock Lesnar, is fucking Baron Corbin. Uh, As i only I one that should have been a free agent. I don't Corman give a make... shit about Von Wagner or fucking Zion Quinn, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler. I don't give a shit about any of the rest. Omos,
0: if I... Omos and Corbin make sense to me. Omos okay. makes the rest, sense. Yeah. Give you the rest, yeah, you're with me. You know, like Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, like, okay, whatever. Von Wagner, all right. Okay. Zion Quinn. Zion what? Quinn? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, people were. I, mean, I know there had to be, like, people out there just like, who the fuck is that?
2: Yeah, pretty and, and much. Shelton
0: Benjamin the... and Cedric Alexander. I'm just like, huh? Why do I have a feeling. Elias. That, why do I have a feeling that Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and Dolph Ziggler are free agents only when they need somebody to job to somebody?
2: Yeah, it makes I'm sense. I'm sure that's the case. Or they're getting fucking let go soon.
0: No, that's Tegan Knox and Zile.
2: Yeah. Oh, they're possibly, probably going to do more than two.
0: Possibly R- R- Riddick Moss as well. Yeah.
2: And maybe Emma.
0: Bringing her back was the biggest waste of fucking money.
3: Like, I
1: just. The free agency itself, though, basically makes the draft look stupid because. And it makes the rest of your roster look stupid when they could have all just been like, I want to appear on both shows.
2: The whole draft looked fucking stupid anyway. Who's making yeah. these actual picks? I heard yeah. it was all basically fucking former wrestlers like JBL. Hall of R&D. Famers. Basically. Yeah. So, but where are they getting this? Because they're not obviously choosing these people. Nope. So, who the fuck's choosing them? And why the fuck aren't they out there doing the picks? Exactly. And why do like certain people get to fucking bring their friends with them as well? It just none of it makes sense. No. Nope. And I knew it wouldn't anyway, but. Fuck, yeah, RBD
0: but was reading this card upside down.
2: Overall,
1: <laughs> the free that. agency portion <laughs> of it pissed me off. The whole draft pissed me off. It bonehead fucking decisions. I hate the fact that Bianca Belair's fucking year plus reign is going to be ended as Raw Women's Champion because of a fucking title swap. Fuck, like, I just, uh, the whole draft was fucking shit. And that's what's up my ass.
0: But Tamina is gonna be on SmackDown now. She might as well be fired.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: But Dana Brooks gonna stay on Raw. Also, might
1: as well be fired. Yeah.
0: The Way is coming back to Raw.
1: <sighs> Without Austin Theory, so it doesn't
2: make any sense.
0: But do we really need them?
2: We yes. don't need the way. We do not need the way. It was a dumb fucking name for a stable anyway.
0: But they have to show you the way.
2: They don't know the exactly. way. It's the they way. all got
0: fucking let go
2: at one point. But that's the point. That's, that's, that's the, the way? way.
0: Getting no. Fired. no Theory and uh, Indy were never let go. Okay.
2: But like fucking Gargano and like the two main ones basically.
0: Three main ones. Loomis? Loomis was like go.
2: Yeah, I just wasn't sure if he was part of the group. I know he was like fucking around with them for a I little. think
0: he was like de facto in the group. Mm. So all right. So that was what was up, Nick's ass this week, and we are gonna unfortunately move on to our <laughs> review of lockdown. But before we get the lockdown, gotta give a shout out to our sponsor here, the great people over at Movies Are USA dotnet where you can head on over and find yourself some hard to find TV shows and movies that have either never been released on Blu-ray or are either hard to find on Blu-ray and they'll put those on Blu-ray and DVD for you. Uh, by request uh, for movies only, unfortunately not for TV shows, and they'll put them on there for a great reasonable price, and if that price just isn't reasonable enough for you, you can use our checkout code, that being three-way, and you can save yourself 50 50 5-0, 50% on your purchase. Uh, spend over $50 and get yourself free shipping, but if you don't want to spend that much, only $5 shipping. And he ships Five right bucks? Back. Five bucks, man. Not wow. a lot. Not a lot of things these days. You can will buy a. You can't get a lot of shit for five bucks these days. No. Um, and if you want it even quicker, than is quick shipping seven dollars and fifty cents. So an extra two fifty, you'll get it there even quicker. Um, almost over thirty five hundred titles to choose from. Don't want to go out to the theater. To watch Scream 6, if it's still playing. I'm sure it is. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get Paramount Plus? Don't want another streaming service to pay for? Just head on over to MoviesRUSA.net. You can get it right now with our checkout code for $10 on Blu-ray. Crystal clear picture. Great quality. And if it's not great quality, let them know. We'll send you another one on the house. You know?
5: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, international listeners, we haven't forgotten about you, Canada. We have almost triple the viewership in Canada than we do in the United States.
3: Yeah, that a bitch.
0: I think like our Canadian listenership is like sixty something percent, and like America is like twenty six something like that. Fuck yeah, I know, right? Uh, but international, we haven't forgotten about you. You guys can also use movies are usa.net but unfortunately that spend 50 get free shipping that trick doesn't work for you unfortunately it is expensive to send out of out of the country and overseas but you can still use that checkout code three way and save yourself 50 percent on your purchase great titles to choose from you can get the last of us season one which me and shelby still got to do that podcast (laughs) i mean you can get what else we got over here? I'm looking at some moviesrusa.net shit right now. You can get Lucha Underground, the complete series, whole lot of good stuff you can choose from here. So head on over to moviesrusa.net. Use that. it come out- in handy with the W or the Writer's Strike, the Writer's
1: Guild strike.
0: There you go. Yeah. The Writers are on strike. So you're not going to be, which I don't get the Writer's Guild. Get- head on over to moviesrusa.net today. I don't get the Writer's Strike when it comes comes to shit like they're like okay all the late night talk shows are going dark I'm just like you know somebody like a Jimmy Fallon he's you know a very talented person when yeah. he wants to be I don't understand why he can't just come out and just improv a show
1: yeah that's where I'm like um
0: he should be able like,
1: to do that Stephen exactly. Colbert should be able to do that Jimmy Kimmel was the same way
0: Yeah, you know, and that re- what
2: uh, what's his name did Conan O'Brien the one time when they had a writer's strike? Oh, did he come out and do his own- Yeah, I think so. Did he? Oh, okay. I'm pretty that sure he did. Has- I don't think he went out and did like fucking improv, but I think he wrote the show himself.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like, I just don't understand how, like, I can understand the show like Saturday Night Live going down due to the writer's strike. Yeah, and that, that and
2: makes thing. sense because that's a bit different, right?
0: Yeah, but like, I don't understand how, like, Jimmy Kimmel, who's a yeah. talented comedian, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, They can't just come out and you know Seth Myers. Yeah. You know? All right. Join us next week on the Writers Guild Strike edition of our If We're Up, you know. We know so much about that. (laughs) Our writers might be on strike next week. So there's
2: gonna be a lot of star writers, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like
2: striking every day.
0: (laughs) That's why we gotta give Shelby breaks.
2: That's right. That's why I'm a I'm the goddamn princess in this bitch.
0: Yeah, water breaks.
2: Many water breaks.
0: All right, <clears throat> so here it is. Lockdown. Jesus. Oh, no water was broken. <laughs> Lockdown 2008 from what was it? Lowell, Massachusetts, I think they said. Sounds um, good. Mike Tenay, Don West, calling the show. Which they, you know, they did like this little opening bit, where um, Jeremy Borash and Don West, were um. Like in the crowd talking to the fans and everything, and Don like right beyond Don West, there was a sign that said Don West is a god. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he ain't he ain't wrong. Yeah, you no. Know? Nope. Uh, and then they had JB in the crowd, like you know who are you gonna like? He's asking fans like, who do you think's gonna win tonight? And There was a guy there with like a Triple H shirt, just decked out and everything. He refused to ask that guy anything. <laughs>
5: Didn't found that kind
0: that. of funny. <laughs> All right. And then our opening contest is the one, two, three, four, five, six man, uh um, lethal escape match, which is oh, boy. uh pinfall elimination to the final two, and then you must escape from the cage, which hat on hat on a hat on a hat for this Oh season.
2: fuck. You talk about fucked up TNA rules. There's a match later on that like That's the epitome of TNA rules.
1: Oh, no. Don't Um, even mention that.
0: (laughs) Curry Man. Curry Man was gold. I fucking always loved that gimmick. Yeah. And uh, Sanjay Dutt, I always found so underrated.
2: Yeah, he's fucking annoying now, though. That whole thing he does on AEW is just like, what the fuck?
0: And uh, very sloppy arm drag by Sanjay, though. Uh, nice swinging drop kick. Oh, yeah. They did like this spot where, like, I forgot who it was, but somebody picked up uh, uh, Consequences Creed, aka Xavier Woods, as a little, little baby consequences creed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but they picked up, yeah, they picked up Creed and then they like swung him into a drop kick into somebody else. I thought that was really cool. Um, Sanjay deserved that fucking pinfall. Like you're going to break up a pinfall and be like, aha, look what I did for you. And then get pinned. You know what? You deserve that. Yeah. Um, good die by Curry, man. Um, Oh yeah. It, who, who the fuck said it? Uh, it, I think it was today. And it was like great strategy move there by, uh, divine. I'm like, what the fuck? No, it wasn't like, he broke up a pinfall or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, that was terrible. Now, what are you doing? Oh, that's what it was. like, um, oh, fuck, Curryman. Curryman hit his finish on fucking lethal and went to pin him. And Johnny Devine picks up Curryman, hits his finish on Curryman and pins him. And that's when Mike today was like, great strategy move there by Devine. I'm like, what the fuck? No, you could have pinned the champion. Had him and then out. And
2: hit your move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, makes more sense. Uh, yeah,
0: I did like the unique finish where like Lethal looked up at Divine and saw him on the Cage, and they kind of looked at each other, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta beat him to the door." Ah, and then Lethal like jumped to the door. Other than that, they're they're really oh god, it was like eh, you know, like I said, you know, all the for those of you listening, they're like, "What the fuck's lockdown? Lockdown is TNA's." A, you know, gimmick pay per view of every match inside of a steel cage, and they do kind of change it up, so it's not just steel cage match. Yeah, that's a steel cage match. This is one of their w- ones of doing it, um, but they didn't really utilize a, a lot of the cage, which I think that's the problem with the lockdown pay per view. Yeah, they change it up. To where it's just like, okay, we're going to do escape match. And we're going to do queen of the cage. and But, like, they don't really utilize the cage. And this was one of those matches that, like, they didn't really utilize the cage all that much. Yeah, they did a dive off the top and shit like that. But, I don't know, two two and three quarter star. You got the
2: gimmick there. Why not use it, right? Like. (laughs) Exactly. right there in front of you.
1: Two stars. I couldn't. There was too much of this that. It just started off the show in just a fucking completely, like, clusterfuck. I don't know. I expected better. I wanted better. So, yeah, two stars.
2: I honestly thought the finish was a little flat. And the reason why is just the tape job that Johnny Define did, and tape may not have been the way to do it, especially electrical tape. Um... It didn't really look like Jay Lethal was struggling too much to get out of there, especially considering you could see that there was like a ton of loose tape. And then just staring up at him, it just felt like it took forever. And they almost missed Jay Lethal jumping out of the cage uh, on the camera shot. Um, and this is going to be like a, a recurring theme for me, but it feels like they should have just done Jay Lethal versus fucking Johnny uh, versus uh, Johnny Divine. And yeah. I don't think that that would really sell a pay-per-view because I don't remember Divine being that great. Um, but as an opening match, I think it would have been fine rather than throw all these other guys in just to give them a payoff.
0: Well, I think they were also kind of pushing Sanjay Dutt as like Jay Lethal's best friend. Well, you could
2: have done that too because you could have had fucking Johnny Divine make a uh, a pact with another heel and to come out and help him. And then Sanjay comes and, and fucking... Stops that from happening. You know, what I mean, you didn't really need Sanjay in this match or any of the other guys. Not that I don't mind. Not that I don't like Boy, but still.
0: Give me a shell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I really just, if you're going to have multi-man matches like this, I don't care if it's cage or not. Tags. Tags, tags, tags. And they started with tags
0: for like 30 seconds. Yeah, and then just
2: said fuck it. And it's like,
0: like, yeah. Usually I'm all like, okay, yeah, fucking have some fun. But like, yeah, they did the tags for like it couldn't have been more than a minute.
2: No. No. (laughs) And then it was just like bullshittery from there on. Um, I gave it a two out of five.
0: Uh, Um next match is the Queen of the Cage match with Chrissy Himme. Salinas, the pride of Tennessee, Jackie Moore, Tracy Brooks, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, Roxy Laveau, and the woman who wants to be kidnapped, rock a
2: (laughs) She wants to sue everybody, apparently. By the way, did you hear about this lawsuit she's bringing on and how many people are involved in it?
0: Yeah, The Miz, The Rock, fucking Fucking Home Depot. People who are dead, apparently.
1: Chris Dunn, why, yeah?
0: Yeah, oh, God. Michael Jordan. Oh, I hear Jordan. Yeah, Michael oh, Jordan's God. in there, too. They all conspired the kidnapping. Mick Foley, <laughs> of all fucking people.
2: Yeah, they all conspired. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, great.
0: Um, And the rules of queen of the cage is the women start on the outside of the cage. They must climb inside the cage. The first two inside then have a one-on-one match to see who is the queen of the cage. So I wrote down, these are the only two... Not- Two notes I wrote for this match, okay? Now you figure this zany ass fucking bullshit is right up my alley, but these are the two fucking notes I wrote. So reverse battle royal with a cage, question Yeah. Mark. Yeah. And they wasted entrances on this. Yeah. One star. Yeah, that's and I about think I'm it. being kind of generous with that.
1: No, you're being the, very generous with that, that because that was because the fucking, two women who this whole thing was dumb.
0: The two women who made it in, Angelina Love and Roxy, the match was really nothing to write home about. It was really nothing spectacular. I mean, Roxy did a fine job, and Angelina, you know, has always been a decent worker. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really to write home about.
1: Butterface. You
0: know? Yeah. So I I think I'm being kind of generous with that one. I probably should have went half, but, yeah, one star. Because they, if they would have spent more time on the outside, they kind of hot-shotted it. They're just like, okay, all of you on the outside, fight. And then Angelina's all of a sudden on the inside, and we're like, okay. And then, like, a few seconds later, Roxy's on the inside. I'm like, you brought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight women out here. <laughs> seven of uh, Six of them just to be like, okay, let's throw some punches and go into the guardrail. And, okay, let's go to the back. This this is a situation where I feel like Shelby in the first round. You could have just did Roxy versus Angelina. Exactly,
2: and that's what I was just about to say. It wasn't like Roxy and Angelina was going to be a a fantastic match that you were going to give five stars to. But doing it right and just doing those two, it would have been okay and it would have been passable. Anything else was just ridiculous. And, like, Christy Hemme's out there, and it's like, what the fuck? Um they got the finish right and it didn't overstay its welcome, so I gave it a two out of five.
0: Nick.
1: One out of five. Fuck this. <laughs> I was just
0: no. Um, next up, it's the battle of the Voodoo Ken Mafia. Kip James, bitch, <sighs> taking on BG James. Um <sighs> The only thing I wrote down was I liked the cutter reversal. Like I think one of them went for a cutter. Oh no, one of them was going for a move and Kip hit a hit a cutter. I was like, that was pretty unique. Other than that, this 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 match was fucking horseshit. Yeah. I think I think this was during a time where they were both heavily on drugs. Yeah. Maybe that could have factored into this. Um, other than that, I just watched this and I was just like, this this is fucking. This is when I really started regretting this pay-per-view. From
1: me, a very generous 0.5 stars.
0: Wow. I gave it it three quarters of a star. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Let me guess, Shelby. This is your match of the night? No. Okay. (laughs) I Um, was like, if this is your favorite match of the night, I am fucking done. I am leaving. You two can finish this. Text me when y'all are done, and I'll come down and edit.
2: (laughs) Um. I was really hoping for something out of this because, I mean, they were friends for a fucking decade before this. Yeah. They were tag team partners. It it felt like a natural thing. They were both great in the ring. Like One was a really good worker, BG, and Kip was just really good, right? Um, and I thought it was a great start with Kip suckering BG, but then just nothing really happened. Um, it just didn't feel like a rivalry that was being settled in a cage match. Uh, and the finish came out of nowhere too uh, I don't remember if this was One of the matches I think it was I swear to god Just about every match On this fucking pay-per-view Ended in some form of roll-up Because I'm pretty sure This one ended in a schoolboy And I think the next one did too It was just There was a lot of roll-ups And no real yeah. finishes On this fucking show Well
0: the next match Couldn't have ended in a roll-up
2: Oh no I guess not Yeah um, but there was a lot of them. There were a couple, and then maybe even the match before this did, uh, but I gave it a very generous two out of five. Fuck. Are you kidding? He got me with the sucker punch. It was a great way to start it.
1: Damn, Shelby, you suck.
0: Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> well, at least it the the wasn't the night, because that's where qu- – when I said when I said three uh, three quarters of a star and you was like wow I was like wow this is his match of the fucking night and <laughs>
2: well like, anything that gets like less than one star for me has to be offensive and I didn't find this match to be offensive it just wasn't.
0: I mean it wasn't offensive to me it was just like not it was just fucking boring it was just yeah. like you could have removed the cage and it would have been the same fucking match even though they did use the cage at one point yeah they did that's true you know it would be yeah. the same fucking thing. Yeah. And you're right, there was, like, no heat to it. No. you know, they, like,
2: the, the crowd didn't give a fuck either, and I think this is, like, the only match where, like, nobody was, like, cheering or chanting or anything. This match just was, like, dead in the water from the get-go.
0: so so. Um, coming up next, though, is a oh six-team or eight-team-something?
2: Eight, uh, I don't
0: know. Uh, There's 12 guys. It, it, Eight, oh, 12 guys, so 16. 15, 16, yeah. Six-team uh, cage match, but it is unique. It is cuffed in the cage, where the object is to cu- handcuff all the other teams to the cage. But the main story going into this is, is that Eric Young is terrified of monsters. And Am the I the
2: mon- only one who didn't understand what the rules were until Scott Steiner got fucking chained to the cage?
0: Well, it's called mm. Cuffed in the Cage, so I mean... I
2: fuck, I didn't hear that at all, and I was like... I understood they were like,
1: the rules, and I'm like, well, this is fucking stupid.
2: <laughs> they were like trying to explain it, I'm like, what the fuck?
0: But again, this was another one that it just... See, this one I probably would have liked more if they gave it time. They just hot-shotted everything. Like, ding, 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 the bell rings, and oh, fuck, Steiner, all oh, cuffed! They're like, okay, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it out some yeah you know? but the main like I said the main story going into this was eric young being afraid of black rain which i I'll, I'll I'll fall on this fucking sword to this day. I enjoyed the Black rain character yeah, yeah. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes was fucking coked out of his mind or drugged out of his mind during this time but i always like i always liked the Black rain character you know it it was better than the original idea they had for him in TNA what was that they were gonna paint him silver and call him platinum.
1: <laughs> Actually, that would have probably been good. You
0: know? Like I'm not—that's not a joke. That was originally their right. Oh, game. I believe you. You know, um, and then we see Super Eric come out, teaming with fucking Kaz, uh, plus the other teams in there—the Rock and Rave infection. Which, you know, looking back on that team, I, I kind of like them now. Mm-hmm. Really kind of, they were really kind of—they were kind of a R.I.P. Jimmy Rave. Yeah, they're kind of annoying, but looking at them now, like like Jimmy Rave coming out, like, hello, New York City. They're in Massachusetts. Like, <laughs> he like, just R-Truth. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of fucking funny. Yeah, maybe that's where R-Truth got it from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, again, if they would have just gave it time, like, this could have been kind of, like, goofy fun. Yeah, it's a hat on top of a hat, steel cage, handcuffs, and shit like that. I don't know why they went with the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember any story building this. No. But, you know, if they just want to, like, milk this out a little bit, like, fucking, oh, my God, you know, should, Let it play out a little bit, then get to Eric overcoming the monsters at the end, I probably would have had more fun with this. So, for that, I have to give it one star.
1: One star for me as well. I just, wh- why did we have to do this?
2: Yeah, I, uh... I liked Scott Steiner coming out and telling everybody to fuck off. Like he spent like a minute in the aisleway just telling fans to fuck off. Oh, yeah. like kept hear it
0: bleeps too. in, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, fuck off, that boy. Again, this is another match that I think they just put too many people in this cage. This should have just been Super Eric and Kaz versus Black Rain and Relic. Yeah. They didn't need all the other guys. It was just pointless. And then being cuffed to the cage just gave a weird visual of these guys just standing there while people were fighting inside the ring. It just, it didn't do it for me. I think this was my least favorite match on the show. Uh, I gave it a one out of five.
0: I just, I mean, yeah, if you're going to put that many people in the cage and do that, I, I just think they just hotshot it. They just went too quick with it. Stretch it out. Some put some drama in there. Yeah. They put the drama with Eric and shit like that. But like, you know, make make it a little bit more competitive. If but you're going like, to go goofy bullshit, at least, like, stretch it out. It's hard to work in a ring.
2: When, and TNA had really big rings because of the design of them. But it's still hard to work in that ring with, like, eight other guys standing against the ropes tied to the ring. Like, what are you going to fucking do? <laughs> you know? I know they managed to do some stuff, but just there were spots of the ring they couldn't even use because there's too much meat there yeah you know
0: just too much um and we're gonna get a little bit of improvement here Mm -hmm. uh but next up is awesome con and raisha saeed making her in-ring debut aka cheerleader melissa um taking on gail kim and odb and uh, I said a little bit of improvement, but not a lot. This this was still nothing. right? And this is another match. Uh, this and Cup in the Cage, I didn't write a single fucking thing down. Because, uh, like, I mean, there was nothing there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I going to write? Like, you know, great, you know, wrist lock. You know, like, um, I was never really into the whole ODB thing. Never really got the one yeah. dirty bitch gimmick thing. Um,
2: eh, I liked her back in the day
0: i mean good for a uh, good for a good set of titties but other than that i never really got she was
2: t- different you didn't see girls like that back in that that day and i'll bet you that gimmick would be i mean that gimmick's kind of a thing in aew i would compare her to nyla rose a little bit no i mean i guess nyla rose is transgender or something but um yeah i would i would say that it's definitely more accepted now a little bit more common yeah
0: um I don't know. This was, again, this was just nothing to write home about. It was a tag team match on a cage. Again, you could have removed the cage and it had been the same match, I think. Uh, One and a quarter star.
1: One and a half for me for the same reasons. There was nothing about this that really stood out. Didn't really have to be on the show, could have been on impact. One and a half.
2: See, I thought this was the best match so far. It actually made some sense. And this is the one where I won't say uh, it should have just been blank versus blank. Because I think having it be a tag match made more sense than having either Gail Kim or ODB face Kong in a cage. Because, I mean, that should probably (laughs) just be a goddamn slaughter. Um, Didn't mind it. Didn't do a whole lot. But it didn't overstay its welcome either. Not a bad tag match. Three out of five.
0: Coming up next is a inter or yeah intergender tag team match. Ugh. Booker T and Charmel taking on Bobby Roode and Peyton Banks. Which I'll be honest, I forgot there was even a fucking character named Peyton Banks. I honestly yeah. thought I honestly thought Tracy Brooks was just doing double duty.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. Um, this match was mainly just fucking Booker and Roode selling and working and shit like that, which that's mainly what, like, my fucking two-and-a-half stars went to. Mm -hmm. I thought the finish finish was fucking stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, yeah, I I thought Booker and Rude carried the whole thing. I thought they did a fine job. That was actually enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. They tagged in Sharmell and Peyton Brooks. They kind of lost me. Mm -hmm. Um, They
2: were only in for, like, a couple seconds, though.
0: Yeah, and that was the finish. Yeah. So, yeah, two and a half stars for this one. I didn't write down a single fucking note either.
1: I gave this one star. I just couldn't do it. There was nothing about this. I was like, uh.
2: This one fucking pissed me off. Because I was watching the fucking package for it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Robert Rue Booker T. That sounds fucking incredible. And then they're like, mixed tag match. And I'm like, what the fuck? Again, it should have just been Robert Roode versus Booker T. Why did they need to add the two girls? They're not even that great. They weren't that great of wrestlers. Like you said, they came in for fucking 30 seconds. They weren't wrestlers. Shitty... Yeah, exactly. They came in for like 30 seconds and did a sloppy finish. And that was it. It's just, oh, fuck. This one fucking irritated the shit out of me. So much. I still gave it a two out of five because Booker and, and Roode did do pretty good in there when they were in there. But fuck.
0: Could have been so much better. Yeah. And coming up next is the Lethal Lockdown. The Christian Coalition is no more. It will be Team Cage taking on Team Tomco. Um, I love the sneak attack. By yeah, Kyle. I
2: actually didn't see that coming. I was like, wow, they're starting it off with Tomco. Interesting. Because I expected it to be AJ.
0: No, that was pretty cool. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Pele kick by Styles, that was good. Yeah. Um, uh, more heels need. Oh, more, he- more heels need balls like Billy Bully Ray because he came out wearing the fucking Yankees. Jersey.
2: Oh, that was done so well. <laughs> that just, was yeah. fucking incredible.
0: You know, uh, um, Bully it's- Ray just has. The, the fucking balls of like a fucking bull man like That's no the thing though I
2: don't think like a lot of modern day heels Actually want to get booed anymore They want to be the cool heel And it's not like guys like CM Punk Even though he wasn't like a heel at the time But when he came out in New York Wearing the jersey of the guy who left to go to Toronto Because that was his hometown That was fucking great You know they booed the shit out of him And they were going to anyways Nobody does this shit anymore And he was the king at it too Bully Ray was
0: just like, I those mean, old like
2: DCW, fucking yeah. Jokes. Like,
0: oh, look at this yeah. girl sitting with her mom who taught her how to suck dick. You know, yeah. Like, look at like this that. fat
2: fuck over here, and like, just you know,
0: it you know? was so good. And that was just like a simple thing. He came out just wearing a Yankees jersey and yeah. fucking, you know, close to Boston. That shit yeah, gets you sat
2: there. Oh fuck yeah, man.
0: You know, <laughs> so that's all, like more heels need to be like Bully Ray. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think it was. Styles, who jumped at him, but like Kevin Nash caught AJ Styles in like midair, it was actually a good catch, and he didn't tear his quad so I was like, Good catch. Um, <laughs> Did he almost drop him though? Yeah, no, no, he caught him. Are you no, sure he good.
2: didn't almost drop him though?
0: No, he caught him. Okay, good catch. Yeah, uh, good dive by uh Christian Cage. Um, oh, yeah, like, oh, god. In the uh, BG James and um, uh, Kip James match, there was a low blow, and the referee was just like, hey, it's a steel cage. It's okay, you know? Um, But when Tomko tried to bring in a chair, the referee was like, no, no, you can't bring a chair in. No. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's what sent this match to fuck for me.
2: Well, I guess, like, with the Lethal Lockdown, they're not supposed to use weapons until everybody's in the ring. Because they did make that kind of obvious when they lowered the fucking cage.
0: But it's on Censor, baby!
2: No, it's Lethal Lockdown, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But the weapons... I I don't know. It just... Once the weapons got involved, again, you would think that's my fucking forte. I'd be all over it, but it just seemed really... I guess Forced would be the best word for it Just yeah. like the the roof came down And everybody was just like alright grab something go You yeah. know like it didn't yeah. seem natural
2: No no You
0: know it just seemed like alright the roof's down Everybody grab something okay you know fucking let's go You know well, especially now, this-
2: James Storm Crawling up to the top <laughs> That wasn't natural either
0: Yeah you know just so they could set up their little table spot and shit. Mind
2: you that table spot Was like one of the most ridiculous Things I've seen in a long time <laughs> On top uh, of a fucking cage Like what the fuck
0: I think they did one the year before too With No the year after with Hardy that's what it is.
2: Oh okay
0: Because um, the year before was the electrified Steel one so Oh yeah um, But I don't know it just like I said It just felt really forced I mean, If they would have made it look more natural You mm-hmm. know like oh we're fighting we're fighting Oh shit let me grab a chair Wham hit you with the chair Oh, uh, More fighting. Let me grab a garbage can. Wham! Hit you with the garbage can. You know, you, the you roof say that. Came down, the roof came down. Everybody grabbed a weapon and fucking they went to town.
2: You say that, but like, there's a certain point in every fucking War Games match now for the NXT version, or WWE version, I guess now, where like entrances just start pulling fucking weapons out of the ring for no apparent reason other than the fact that it's now their turn to do it. So, I don't know if there's really that much of a difference,
0: Uh uh-huh. but... I don't know. Well, yeah, but but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, okay, so, like, a fucking, you know, like, a fucking, like, uh, Jey Uso comes out. He grabs a table out from under the ring, throws it in the War Games cage, and then, like, he goes to town on whoever. All right? But then later on, that table gets used. You know, it comes naturally. It's not just like, okay, I grab a table. I set it up right now. I throw fucking Kevin Owens to it. Bam! All right, we're done. I guess.
2: I don't know. You know, I'm just not they, a big they fan of they can like,
0: work weapons for that cage. table spot. You yeah. know, I mean? you, you earn getting to see Kevin Owens go through that table. Whereas here, the roof comes down, everybody grabs a weapon and everybody hits somebody with a weapon. You don't get to earn that. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I'm saying here. Anyway, other than that, though, overall, it was still kind of enjoyable to watch, even though it was kind of a clusterfuck. Three and a quarter star.
1: I give this, uh, Ron Lethal Lockdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three stars on this one. There's not really much I have to add. I at least was entertained versus the rest of the show up until this point.
0: Exactly.
2: Rhino getting the pin felt weird to me. It didn't feel I like it was of weird, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it should have been Christian, I would think. but Or maybe even Matt Morgan. I don't know, because were... he was kind of like the up-and-coming guy. Um, or Sting, but yeah, Rhino was like at least the second last person I would have guessed to get the pin. Um, but it was okay. Um, I think this is the first lethal lockdown match I've ever watched. Uh, it was three or five.
0: Wow, you like the weapons match? Holy shit! There wasn't a lot of
2: weapons in it though, and to be honest, like that fucking that table spot on the cage was pretty ridiculous. Like I, it's not something I normally am into, but I've never seen anything quite like that so.
0: Oh, it was ridiculous it was in a good way.
2: Yeah, well, it was ridiculous in a fact that I've never seen it before. Oh, wow. If I didn't see people going through tables every fucking day, then I'd probably get <laughs> tables a little bit fucking more of a score, too. But
0: And next up is the main event, Samoa Joe challenging for his first ever TNA Impact title. Um, now, I'll be honest, uh, after I watched... The lockdown, I was like, I, I can't watch anymore of this fucking shitty pay per view, I can't do it. And I just never went back and watched it. So, the main event's on y'all, so have fun. <laughs> it's not, I didn't
1: note a lot of this. Um, and to be honest, like in the long run, when it comes down to it, I'm glad I didn't note a lot of this because it was very slow to me, very boring, should have been better than what it was. Their past matches were better, sure. Joel won. Sure, it was a good story and a good video package, which seemed to be a recurring theme throughout the night. Is that the video package was better than the matches themselves? Two and a half for this one.
2: It wasn't just the video package on this one, though. They made this a big deal. Like, throughout the whole night, you had other UFC fighters like Frank Trigg. And there was another guy I can't remember the name of. um, As well as the fired-up promo from Kurt Angle, which, my God, Kurt Angle at this time was... I know he was like heavily into drugs and not doing very well in his personal part- life. But the intensity in that promo and just from Kurt at this time in general was just on point. And Joe was Joe did a really good promo earlier on too. Um so like throughout the throughout the night they were really like building this match. And rightfully so. I mean Joe and Angle sure. even though this was like what the fifth match or the sixth match they had, I think. Um, there was a lot on the line for this one and it was different because it's supposed to feel more like a fight. Um, when they actually got to the match, it probably could have been better. There was a spot when, uh, Joe had angle, I think in the, uh, sleeper and, uh, Kurt was, uh, they, they had, um, rope breaks, breaking up pins in this one, which you can argue it's a cage match, but I think it helped it, um, But Kurt was grabbing onto the referee in a way that the ref was, like, inadvertently pulling him towards the rope so that Kurt could get a rope break. I thought that was a great fucking little spot in it. Um, But it was good. Uh, It wasn't quite the match that I was hoping for. So that's unfortunate. But uh, I gave it a 3 to 5.
1: What do you think, Nick? This I expected a lot more, and if I watched it live at the time, watched that time, I probably thought it was a lot more. Two and a half at the end of the day, I just this was just nothing to write home about,
3: like it should have been.
0: Okay, so that was the main event of lockdown. So on a scale of one to ten, what do we give Lockdown two thousand eight? Five.
2: Um, I gave it a six.
0: I, I went three. I went three. Wow. Yeah. I was just, you know, it's very, it's very rare that. I think the only other pay per view I can recall off the top of my head that I, like I was legitimately like pissed off that I was watching was what was it extreme rules 2021 or 2020 one of those two um whatever extreme rules had that i was pissed off that it was lack of extreme rules um i think it was
2: 2021 because we reviewed it right yeah yeah so it was 2021 because we didn't do 2020
0: yeah there we go um so this this is the the other one that i'm just like why the fuck am i watching this
2: you know it just kind of goes to show that like It's hard, and I know they've done, I'm sure they've done good ones other years, but it's hard to do a pay-per-view that's all based around steel cages. You either risk having boring matches inside steel cages, or you make them so complicated and diluted with so many, like, people that they don't make any fucking sense anyway. Right?
0: Cuffed in a cage.
2: (laughs) Yeah, EGIE cuffed in a cage. Like, fuck. Yeah.
0: All right, so that was our review of um, Lockdown 2008. Thank God that's over. My Um, apologies for having us review that one. Yeah, you better be goddamn sorry. Yikes. (laughs) Um, But now we're going to move on to Nick's fact of the week, where Nick usually regales us with a fact that he found. So, Nick, what's your (laughs) fact of the week?
1: So, uh, Vince McMahon Jr. was behind the Scratch logo for Attitude. He's the one that designed it.
0: That's the of the week.
2: Interesting.
0: And also now, Shelby has his own segment now. Is that <laughs> in...
2: Shubs presents this day in wrestling history.
0: Oh, yeah? How much are you paying for that presents?
2: Uh, I'm paying myself $5 a day.
0: No, you got to pay me.
2: No, I don't. There you go. No,
0: I don't. If you want that, present. I'll quit. I'll quit. <laughs> oh, no. Watch all three fans be upset. Yeah, uh, right. Where Shelby usually tells us this day in wrestling history, even though it should be Friday's day in history, but whatever. It's easier to do Thursday. No, it isn't. I don't yes, know it why is. it's easier.
2: Because then I have to do a lot more research to figure this shit out. When I, oh, just so then you'd actually
0: this? have to fucking do work. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are your fucking today in this series? <laughs> Let's go. All
2: right. May 4th, 2015. On Raw, Sami Zayn made his main roster debut.
0: Oh, well, he uh, dislocated wait. his shoulder, you, you know, <laughs> cheering. during <At> his <Julia's laughs> entrance, yeah.
2: He was a very excited guy. Uh, challenging John Cena for the U.S. title. Uh, in Montreal as well. Um. May 4th, 1981, uh, the WWF announced that Killer Khan had broken Andre the Giant's ankle, which is huge because, I mean, nobody really even knocked Andre the Giant down. And this was so big in wrestling that uh, Mid-South Wrestling even covered it on their TV show. Um, Apparently, and I didn't know this, you can actually go and see that cast uh, during WrestleMania season. They put it out at, like, their fan access events or whatever.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. in reality, Andre had broken his ankle getting out of bed. So, I mean, Killer Khan didn't break his ankle, but it was a good story. And uh, from earlier this week, May 2nd, which was Tuesday, 1994, in Hair Hairman, I think it is, Harem, Tennessee, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts defeats the dirty white boy Tony Anthony to win the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. Uh, the match would air 12 days later and was also the last appearance for Roberts in Smoky Mountain. He no-showed the event uh, events and didn't defend the title. Dirty White Boy was given the title back on
0: July 5th. Well, shit. Yeah. Hmm. Damn it, Jake.
2: Yeah, he wasn't the best, especially back in that time when he was, like, heavy into drugs. He wasn't the most reliable. Damn.
0: Yeah. Well, at least he won the title.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Cornette Uh, put it on him, but I guess it was just the promo. And like, he was a pretty good worker for his own shit, right?
0: Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move on to a new game that I just kind of whipped up here um, to take on Name That Event. So, how this is. I only have
1: one
2: of these.
0: God damn it, Nick.
2: I mean, you can literally just look up an event really quickly and go for it.
0: I suppose. Uh, Yeah. So how this is gonna work is I'm gonna give you guys a year and then I'm gonna name certain things from an event. It could be people, it could be a match type, it could be a title, um, could be, you know, an event that happened there, who knows? Um it could be the place where, you know, the city where it took place, all this stuff. Um, and it's up to y'all to figure out where or what event it is. All right, so we're going to see how this works here tonight. So the year is 1990. The year is 1990. (laughs) Scaffold. Johnny B. Bad. Barry Windham. Starcade? No.
2: Are we allowed to make multiple guesses? Yes. Halloween Havoc. No. Um,
0: uh, Ron Simmons. Class of Champions. No. Steel Cage Match.
4: Elegante.
0: Fall Brawl. No,
2: I don't think that was a fucking pay per view yet.
0: Russian, uh, Russian chain.
4: 30, 30. Baltimore, Maryland. Tom Zink. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I know I'm day? trying. What'd you say? Judgment Day? No. Jimmy Garvin.
3: God
2: damn it. Why am I not thinking of fucking WCW pay-per-views from the fucking 90s? Fall Brawl. I no.
1: said
2: Fall
3: Brawl.
1: Spring Stampede. No. P
0: PN News. I have nothing.
2: Bash at the Beach.
0: No.
3: No, I don't think that was a pay-per-view yet either.
0: Capture the
4: Flag.
3: God damn it.
4: Did we say Great
0: American Bash? No.
2: Great American Bash.
0: Great American Bash
2: 1990. Ah, there we go. Oh fuck! I was trying to think of because was that the scaffold match <laughs> that uh, the Midnight was in, or was that a different one?
0: No, that was the scaffold match. It was uh, P News and Bobby Eaton versus Steve Austin and Terence Taylor in a capture the flag scaffold match.
2: Okay, Bobby Eaton was in it anyway, so okay.
1: I'll go next. All right. Okay. All right. So, Tank. WrestleMania Terminate. 31. Damn fuck. <laughs> fuck!
2: I thought this was gonna be harder, but you know. All right, do
0: we have? Well, to it could it could have been SummerSlam the year fucking DX wrote on the tank. I just took a guess. SummerSlam.
2: Yeah, fuck DX wrote it, yeah.
0: What
2: what SummerSlam was that?
0: Uh, SummerSlam summer was that? It had to be 2000. You're in one of the DX reunion tours. Oh,
2: I see. Yeah. All right. Do we do we have to start with the year, or we just say whatever we want?
0: Oh yeah, he didn't even start with the he year. He didn't all day. start with
2: the year, no. Are we supposed to?
0: Yeah, start with the year.
2: Alright, 2004.
0: Okay.
3: Um
4: Hector Garza.
0: Okay. Jeff Hardy. Victory Road? Fuck. Damn. Yeah.
2: No. Damn. Fuck. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this to be so easy for you. Fuck. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this was going to be a lot more. I mean, judging by how long it took us to get fucking Great American Bash.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up another one here. There we
4: go. All right. Your next one. Uh, Crowbar.
0: Lunkhouse Brawl.
2: Spring Stampede?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. The year is 2000, by the way. Sorry.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Not Spring Stampede, though.
0: Not Spring Stampede. Yeah. Madeja. uh washington d c
3: <laughs> uh greed yeah. no i don't think greed was a thing yet sold out no
4: bunkhouse stampede no Chuck palumbo Lex Luger. Soleil. No.
3: Chronic. I have nothing.
2: Starrcade. There you go. Starrcade. Ah.
1: All right. I've got one more, I guess, here. Just a minute. Um... Well I did have what the fuck happened here. Fuck sakes. Just a minute.
4: <laughs> Let's go. Okay,
1: so yeah. this one.
3: Streak. Uh year. Oh year uh twenty fourteen. WrestleMania thirty? Yep. Streak.
1: Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. It was WrestleMania 30. Fuck.
0: <laughs> God, I'm good at this game.
1: Apparently, right, you came up with it. <laughs> of course, you would.
2: See if I can stump you on this one. All right. Uh, 2001. Okay. San Diego, California.
4: Okay. Um, William Regal. Okay. Jeff Hardy. Okay.
3: Rob Van Dam. Oh, Judgment Day. Nope. Backlash. No. Trish I Stratus. Have,
0: I have one in mind, but uh, Invasion?
3: Nope.
0: Ah, see, that's what I was thinking. Okay.
3: Fully Loaded? Nope. SummerSlam? Nope. WrestleMania? Nope. Rock? No. Armageddon? No. No Mercy? No. God damn! can you let him list more shit?
2: <laughs> Matt Hardy.
3: Okay.
4: Test.
0: Oh uh survivor series nope oh Uh,
3: i don't know if i said edge so i will say edge okay the dudley boys okay. uh, the undertaker no way out nope jacqueline i have nothing stone cold steve austin Correct. Oh, um. Two thousand
0: one. Um, um. Chris Jericho. Rebellion. Nope. Insurrection. Nope. Oh shit.
3: The APA.
2: I'll give this one, and I think if I give this one, it's going to give it away. Unification match. Rebellion. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was in a pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> vengeance. Sword...
2: Yeah, Vengeance is correct.
0: Uh... Oh, man, I love that pay-per-view, Chris Jericho. <laughs>
2: Chris Jericho. He basically <laughs> has his own now.
0: All right, let me pull up my last one I got here. Uh...
1: Well, this would be the last one because I don't have any more.
0: I got one more. Oh. Okay.
2: Uh, there it is. Okay.
3: All right.
4: <clears throat> Battle Royal.
3: That could be anything. What's um, the year?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, two thousand again.
4: Um uh, Mick Foley.
3: Royal Rumble. No. No way out.
4: No.
2: WrestleMania. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Those are like the only three papers he was in in 2000, I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, give the give the last ones there, Shel.
2: All right. Last one. The year is 1998.
3: Fuck. Um, hmm that fucking Gangrel
1: Judgment Day
3: Nope Backline. D-Lo Brown Nope
1: Armageddon
3: Nope
1: Boy Loaded
3: Nope
2: X-Pac uh,
1: SummerSlam
2: SummerSlam is correct Yeah
0: Yeah because you just listed every fucking paper you know You fucking the you fucking sandwich eating fuck sandwich eating fuck
1: because I had a sandwich for dinner doesn't mean you have to attack that fuck you
2: I love sandwich for dinner bitch
0: All right. now we're going to move on to our vintage pick of the week which is usually a match, a promo, a show something we think you guys should always go out and seek out and watch so uh, you know I was going to go to Nick for his vintage pick of the week but I don't like his attitude so Shelby What's your Vintage Pick of the Week?
2: That's goddamn right. And if I could find my Vintage Pick of the Week, I would fucking tell you every piece of information I have about it if you give me uh, Backlash 2000, Intercontinental Championship, RVD versus Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> that
1: was 2000? <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't 2006? Oh. <laughs>
2: It was it was something like that, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I know where you're at, yeah. <laughs> My I literally vi- have 2000 written down. What the fuck? I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Vintage Pick of the Week, it is actually going all the way back to March 1st, 2002, a three-way dance match for the IWA Mid-South Championship. CM Punk defending versus Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, I've heard
0: about that match. I've never seen it, though. And mine is actually a three-way match, too. After having to watch shitty fucking, a shitty TNA pay-per-view, I figured I'd pick a good TNA match, and that being AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe from Unbreakable. Mm. Very good. Yes. So there (laughs) we go. There's the bell, so we know what that means. That signifies the end of the three-way dance wrestling podcast this week. Next week, we will be reviewing Backlash from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, I think that was a Puerto Rican accent. I don't know. Close Um, enough. Yeah, close enough. Um, Where I believe they said, uh, I've heard rumors that they're trying to make Bad Bunny versus Damien Priest the main event. I hope so. Yeah. Should be. Really?
1: Bad Bunny's your mainstream star Like I'm sorry Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes Isn't a main event compared to Bad Bunny
0: Eh I guess we'll see Um And then the week after that who knows When's uh Double or nothing I don't know June Is it
3: I'm pretty sure
0: because they're already setting up the pillars and all that shit.
2: Oh, God.
0: <sighs> no,
2: it's the end of May. It's the last weekend of May, May 28th.
0: Okay, so we got another buffer week. All right. Yeah. Figure out something. Maybe we'll reach into the old grab bag of topics and we'll find something. You know? All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy this episode. Because you sure as hell didn't enjoy last week's episode, um, the ones who listen—that is—we did. We yeah. actually did. We actually. Well, no, because we did. We we were doing better on Amazon, Spotify, all those for a while. And then we actually got better on YouTube. Um, but for a while, we were doing better on those than we were on YouTube. I was just like, damn, we should just quit. You know? I was like, Nick picked a horrible movie. I'm sorry. You picked a horrible movie, now you picked a horrible fucking pay-per-view.
2: No more picks. <laughs> no that's picks. Fine. Actually, That's
1: I fine. I have two of my own segments, so whatever.
2: That's true. That's true. You are kind of the star of this year podcast, even if I'm the princess.
0: Mm. Yeah. Because you're all like, I need a break. <laughs> We're like, no, nope. No breaks, and you're like, did I'm leaving. I'm like, fine, we'll take a break. <laughs> you know, but all right, that's gonna do it for us. We will see you guys next week when we review backlash. So for Nick and Shelby, I'm the artist one, and remember, be breezy.